Hello, beautiful souls. It's Kamala. I'm so excited. I'm really stepping out of my comfort zone and I'm getting ready to talk about future predictions for 2023. So please understand that this is non-factual. I am a psychic medium. I'm getting ready to share what is my uh, perspective, my opinion for speculation, and let it just be food for thought. This is what any type of predictions are all about. And so how did I come about get receiving these downloads? So one of the things that I personally love to do is Akashic record reading. So I did an Akashic record reading in which I go into the book of life and I ask for specific information to come through for 2023. So let me just start to talk about what the overall theme is of 2023. Now, I will say for everybody who's watching me on YouTube, please be aware that I'm looking over here to the side because I'm looking at over a hundred people that are hanging out with me live on TikTok. And then I'm over here recording because I know that this will make it out to all the other platforms. So one of the things that I'm going to tell you for future predictions, let's just get into it. Okay. Disruption and new approaches in 2023. Okay, so it is the year, another way to be able to describe it is that it's the year of disintegration. It is the tower card, if you're familiar with tarot. Uh, and by the way, the way that I inter interpret uh, tarot, the, the tower card, is that I see it as a card of restoration, okay? It is a card of restoration. Okay, so, so basically we are here at this beautiful inception of time and space, which by the way, is a complete illusion. If you've never been alone, okay, if you think that if you ever have felt alone, please be reminded that your spiritual team is literally always with you. You have always been connected to energy and that is no different right now. So try not to get too stuck with thinking about the year ahead, 2023, it is a year in which you're meant to have courage, step into greater self-empowerment. It is a year of strength and it is a year of you stepping into greater success. Um, so these are some of the words that I want you to think of for 2023. And now we're going to get into what can we start to expect in 2023? I'm going to actually take some time just to read a little bit from what I got here. So some of the first words that I started to bring through for 2023 is this concept of division, separation, contrast, speculation, a lot of anger, a lot of unhealed wounds, and people stepping into a hermit mode. Now, I will break this down, these future predictions. I'm going to break it down by health, wealth, and love. But I'm also going to break it down in terms of quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, quarter four. So I'm just going to just say that if it sounds frightening, the ideas of, of stepping into this year of disruption, because it is a number seven in terms of numerology, I, one of the things that came through when I did my Akashic record reading is that we need to understand that this year, 2023, is pivotal for setting up for 2024. Now, 2024 is actually a year six, and it's going to be very heart-based, okay? It's going to be filled with a lot more love than we're experiencing right now in the timeline, in the present moment timeline. So what do we need to do to be able to clear our hearts so, so that we're better able to love our partners, better able to love ourselves? 
better able to love our family, our friends, and our community is we need a year of disruption and a little bit of instability in order to build the strength. Okay. So, 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 for, so for the, so, uh, thank you so much for numerologist for correcting me on, on the year 2024. I will agree with you. I did the number wrong. Thank you so much. It's not a six. We are instantly corrected by the amazing souls here, uh, who are numerologists. I apologize for making that mistake on the numerology for 2024, but I will tell you, I do believe that the information is still the same, that 2024 is going to be a more heart-based year. So sorry, numerologist, I will say right here, I am a psychic medium. I'm not a numerologist. And I will also say that I'm not an astrologist, not, I'm not a numerologist or an astrologist. Here we are. So you guys catch my errors. Cause I told you right from the start, I'm not perfect. <laughs> In fact, when I started this, uh, podcast recording, the Wi-Fi went out and I had to take 30 minutes and call the company to try and fix air. So I just want you to know I'm exploring and discovering as we go through this. But, but that I want you to understand that the wounds that we are working to heal individually and collectively are actually necessary to set us up for better alignment, okay? So the start of this year is really about purging. It is about healing. It is about cleaning and creating a better foundation <laughs> it's about creating a better foundation. And sorry, I'm laughing because it is Mercury retrograde, which means there are definitely uh, communication errors happening. I agree with you. So I just, <laughs> just want to take a moment to laugh. So yeah, so anyhow, but I, I just want to confess, I just definitely want to say <laughs> I'm not perfect. But so let me keep going. Who cares? You guys know this already about me. Um, so here's the deal. There, so I, I pulled Oracle cards just because I was stuck waiting for the cable guys or sorry, the Wi-Fi company to get on. I had to wait like 15 or 20 minutes to actually be able to even talk to the Wi-Fi people. So I thought I'm sitting here bored, waiting, listening to, you know, waiting music. And I just wanted to say, I decided to pull some Oracle cards. The Oracle cards that I pulled are amazing. And it's actually collected by MIT uh, library. It is called Supra. And it is the hidden path of the Oracle. And what I found really fascinating is that I had already written down in my notes here about this being a year of disruption, about this being a, ta a tower card kind of experience, like the tower card from tarot. And what I pulled from, from the Oracle deck called Supra is do, <laughs> Deus Ex Machina. And this is actually a literary term. It is Latin. It means God in the machine. But in terms of literary technique, it is where there's like this surprise moment in the narrative where it looks like everything's literally a gong show falling apart. And then some kind of surprise revelation happens and like instant, instantly the characters are saved, right? So this is a great example of what the year 2023 is going to, to look like and feel like. It is a tower card. It is the deuce ex machina. It is the path of restoration. It is, it is discovering the divine that is within you that helps bring out your own inner hero status so that you will be able to manage what we are about to go through for 2023. 
So I will tell you, I'm going to be very practical. I know I'm starting off being a little bit woo woo and we're just talking about like energy, but it is only to prepare you for the specific stuff that I was led to, um, channel in order to share for these future predictions. So please understand that right now we are in this energy of spiritual growth and that I know that a lot of, in general, people are going to be very nostalgic for previous decades, like the nineties, like the nineties had this beautiful, like safe kind of rebellious vibe in terms of pop culture right? You can think like, I mean, Nirvana was pretty progressive for the nineties, but now when people wear a nineties, like Nirvana shirts in 2023, it doesn't really have the same context. It is about being nostalgic. It's kind of part of the reason why stranger things did so well, or why there are, you know, a lot of people are into like the eighties vibe when it comes to like EDM or if it, or if it even comes to style, right? I know it makes everybody laugh about the eighties, but some of this nostalgic energy for previous decades is because of fear and this and the scarcity of what is actually coming towards us right now. It's just a way to help you feel safe. So if you're having a day in which you feel overwhelmed by chaos in your life, here's the really hot tip. Put on some 90s music, put on some 80s music and relax. Just take it easy. Don't need to overstress. In fact, not only is this a greater direction that I received today, let me switch my notes over. See, we're, we're getting through this pretty quick. But the idea is how can we step into being more present? How can we be more present? Now, I, I am somebody that has been using manifestation in my life. I love Dr. Joe Dispenza. I love Neville Godard. I love Abraham Hicks. If you don't know who any of these people are, please do yourself a favor, Google them or check them out on TikTok or check them out on YouTube and start to digest, inhale, breathe, eat, <laughs> consume their content. I mean, they're phenomenal. They're amazing thought leaders. And a lot of these people, okay, I'm not an expert on, on Dr. Joe Dispenza. I'm not an expert on Abraham Hicks, although I've watched a lot of content by Esther. I, I just want to say that some of these avenues of understanding manifestation are really focused on pivoting to the end scene, okay? So understand that when you pivot to the end scene, okay, which is a technique of visualizing what your goal is and what you want and get into vibrational alignments to be able to uh, bring the information or bring the, the desire into your life, it might feel challenging to, to step into that type of mindset for 2023. Because what I've been guided to share with people is that you should start to focus on actually being more present, being in the now, not trying to uh, get over consumed with what's going to happen. When you start to get over consumed with what will be, okay, even though this is a future prediction podcast, when you get over consumed with the future, it can, can it can create greater anxiety. So I hope that some of the people I'm getting some yeses here about like, I, I want you to understand you were created by a source and that you don't have to try so hard. Stop putting so much effort into manifestation in ways that stress you out. You have been designed perfectly for your life and you can relax more 
through everything that we're getting ready to experience. Okay. So let me give you a general overview. Okay. Let me give you a general overview of, of health. Okay. So this is, let's get into practical advice. I want to give you guys as much practical advice as possible immediately up front. So then if you take this, you can apply it starting today. So this is one of the pieces that I want you to understand that I have been pissing off all of my law of attraction, manifestation, friends, and coaches, people who really understand how to use manifestation. And that I have been brought into sharing that you can actually just relax, be in the present moment and know that things will be attracting to your life. You're meant to focus on, on healing and choosing greater joy in the moment today in order to help improve health, wealth, and love in your life. So as far as it goes for the collective health, the daily, okay, daily focus should be on nutrition, specifically what are you consuming? What you choose to consume actually changes your molecular structure. So I heard very specifically as I was channeling these messages that you need to focus on nutrition and also supplements. Now, as you guys know, I do medical mediumship and I am 100% not a uh, medical professional. So please always consult your nutritionist or your physician or anybody that advises you professionally in terms of your health. And that could be mental health or that could be physical health, whatever it is. But what I'm also being shown is that exercise needs to be simplified and not overcomplicated. In fact, what I was specifically told is that non-ego strength training is good for the soul and the body, but that people need to just get back into the simple practice of stretching, walking, and doing exercises that are not overly strenuous because we're going through a very strenuous time right now. So what I was told is like, don't push into ego-based exercise that makes you, um, it'll, it'll lead to breakdowns within the body. So I, I believe that, you know, yoga and Pilates and, um, doing exercises that genuinely feel good in your body is perfect because we don't need to craft a perfect body for anybody. Okay. The days of like Arnold style, uh, Weightlifting are for professional athletes, but it's not how we're all supposed to be feeling. In fact, there's something to be loved about the beautiful curves that you do have, celebrate the curves that you have, but understand that we do need to continue to exercise and focus on healthy nutrition in order to reduce issues that happen when, when the body starts to get into like, let's say, you know, or obesity or morbid obesity, but I'm not shaming anybody do whatever you want. Right. Some people are naturally big and curvy. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Right. And some people are naturally big, bigger and curvy than me, but it is about having health in balance. Okay. And definitely balance is the key. So now this is, I'm going to just say, I'm going to switch to love really quick. Okay. And this year of 2023, it is about truth and love. It is truth and love. Many couples will start to find that if their relationship is built on material, practical things, 
that those relationships have a great chance of falling apart. But those soul-based connections will actually get stronger over the course of the year. So, you know, if you were to divide yourself into two camps when it comes to love, whether you're single or taken, okay, wherever you are in the spectrum of relationships, you need to focus on how can I take the relationship that I'm in and make it a more soul-based connection. That's how to grow love in 2023, okay? So it's important to get very authentic with yourself, heal your own trauma so that you have the opportunity to be more vulnerable with your partner so that then you can create deeper levels of intimacy. So this is very simple. This is very simple. Now, everything that I'm getting ready to tell you coming up next was absolutely unexpected. And we're gonna be talking about money, wealth, politics, election year for pretty much for a lot of this going on out. Let me get some water. We're doing, it's going to be like ASMR water as I'm gulping water down. <laughs> so, mm, mm-hmm, mm. let me drink a lot of water for what I'm going to be talking about in terms of finances for 2023. I'm going to sit here. No, it's not moonshine. Everybody asks if, I mean, it looks like it could be, but I'm telling you, it's just filtered water. <laughs> Last time people were so concerned I was drinking straight out of the tap, but you guys will be proud of me. I took time to you to filter water. <laughs> Man. Okay. So let's just talk about like, dang, it's interesting. Okay. <laughs> it's interesting. We got an interesting year ahead and it is already on full tilt wobble in the marketplace. Okay. And by the way, I like to say I am a psychic medium and that uh, <laughs> I'm not an economist. I am not any type of like, I'm, I don't know really anything about politics really is ever I got, there's people over there and there's people here and, um, and that I'm not a financial advisor. So please understand, let's get into it. <laughs> so quarter one, okay. Which is uh, January, February, and March. The theme words that I have for the quarter is self-introspection, isolation, and worth, okay? And what I, it's, so let me just repeat that again. I mean, I <laughs> self-introspection, isolation, and worth. Now, worth is something where we can talk about our own self-worth. We can also talk about our net worth. We can talk about, um, uh, well, worth is like, it can be financial. It can also be like uh, the inner journey of discovering your worth. But when I bring this term up, what I am, am brought to in terms of the tarot card for quarter one is that many people are already starting to feel a hermit-like, a hermit-like energy where a lot of people are feeling isolated. I mean, if you live in a cold region, and you're living in like a place where it snows. This is by nature of like, this is by nature of winter, but this is a new type of experience. Okay. There people are bringing a lot of shift into current paradigms and that the old paradigm is losing a grip as people start to take stock of the quality of their lives. 
So what this means is if you're interested in starting a side hustle, I 100% want you to know that what I've channeled is that this is a beautiful time for you to start your cottage industry, your side hustle, and find other ways to be able to bring greater financial stability into your life. Now, the next piece that I brought through is that there is definitely a lot of panic in digital money assets, assets and ecosystems. Okay. And that's where this is where it starts to take a little bit of an interesting pivot here. Okay. Right now, in terms of personal finance, as well as the market, okay, as well as economically speaking for the collective around the world, there is this energy of weeding out of the unnecessary. So what can you do to make your budget lean? How can you make it lean? How can you weed down to only what's necessary? So right now it is the division of wealth, but it's also dividing and getting rid of what no longer serves you at this point in time. It is about practical wealth, okay? It is about measured spending, and it is about discovering gratitude for what is right now at this time and space, at this moment in 2023, where, whenever you decide to listen to this podcast. So then the next piece that comes up here for quarter two, which is April, May, and June, is that there is pivot pinnacle and disease. And I thought, okay, that's interesting. So, so we have quarter one, we have three months of, of feeling like we are gardeners and we are pulling out things that are no longer necessary to our life. And then we pivot in April to, it is a pivot in April to pinnacle and disease. And I understand that what this means right now, although I still have some ways to understand this, but the stock market and economy are key indicators of who wins an election. And we're going to start to feel that more in April. Now, I'm not political. I'm a psychic medium. Okay. So I just want you to understand that I think right now, and if there's anybody here who is, knows about finances, I think we're at 7%. Uh, inflation. Okay. Now, trust me, guys, for people who are not numbers and don't know Jack about all this, fantastic. Don't worry. I promise you, I'm only going to segue for a little bit and then I'm going to bring it back in. But so by June, economists are predicting 9% inflation. Now, again, they're, they're as much psychic mediums as me, but they actually have tools and algorithms to figure it out. So, and thank you so much for Angie telling me it's 8.3% right now. Well, I hear it should be going to 9.1 in June. Okay. Now here's the deal. If you want, and this is just without, this is just a, a general rule of thumb. There's the S&P 500 and it, 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 there is a company, Dan Clifton of Strategies Research, uh, Research Partners has created a, an important like study, which shows that in the last 100 years in America, every president, every president who averted, who avoided a recession was reelected. There's only one president that was uh, reelected during a 
uh, recession, and that was Calvin Coolidge. And by the way, if you're curious, why, how do I know this off the top of my head? What happens is I actually channel the information in, and then I use logic, which is another gift that universe is giving me to help me figure out online, uh, like how to communicate this. Cause I know it's going out to a lot of people. So I was brought <laughs> in my, in my searches online to discover that tactic or that statistic and it has between like 80, it's like 89% correct. This is a way to avoid. Okay. So if, if you want to get reelected as a president, then you have to avoid the recession to, to gain reelection. So here, so I'm just going to share that piece with you. That's one piece of the puddle puzzle. Now, the next piece of the puzzle is what's going on in the crypto world. Okay. We've got crypto with the crypto world been off the hook. Now I'm going to share something with you. Again, I wasn't aware of this. I don't follow crypto. I don't own crypto. Crypto what? <laughs> okay. All I know is that if I get on Instagram, people are laughing about NFTs. And also, how could you not know about Sam Bankman Fried? Okay, SBF. And I, hold on. Let me just make sure I said his name correctly because Lord knows, like I said, I really don't pay that much attention to all this. But I just want to confirm I said his his name. Yeah, I, I got it. Sam Bankman Fried. SBF, who created FTX. OMG. <laughs> okay. And by the way, I'm not predicting. I am in, I just want to walk back because I see somebody is like, oh, I don't believe that. I'm not, I'm not an I'm will not declare who I think will win when it comes to the political system. It's not my job. I don't, I'm not going to influence campaigns that way. But I just want to say, right, so we have we have a recession thing that's going on, which, you know, it's not a lot of fun. And then the next piece that we have going on here is that we have this major blow up with cryptocurrencies. Now, what's cryptocurrency about? I Again, I'm not really into all this, but what I saw was that this was an attempt to decentralize money and to try to distribute finances and money in a more democratic way. No, I love it. I love opinions around here. You guys are entitled to them. I encourage discourse. Let's just keep it positive. That's all. I like, you know, if you have a totally different opinion to me, I love you for it. I love learning. It's disagreeing that we, that I can expand my mindset and learn more. So I just want to say, I appreciate it. And so, so with the crypto scam that has happened with SB, SBF, at FTX, okay, is that I believe that that, along with two other things that was 100% off my radar, let me just get their names correctly here because otherwise I literally would never have known this, but, and here I'm reloading this. This is coming from KTLA5, okay, News at 5, Los Angeles. This article was randomly brought to me as I was preparing for this podcast. And there is an article that published December 1st, okay, uh, 2022, which is that two crypto titans have been found dead. And you guys know I'm a true crime medium. I find it kind of interesting, but I'm not talking about true crime here. What I will tell you is that the crypto community was left in shock, and I'm reading this verbatim off of the KTLA website, okay, LA's very own. <laughs> is that 
and I'm going to say his name right. I think it's Titian Coolander who who co-founded a multi-billion dollar crypto exchange called Amber Group was literally died while sleeping at no, on November 23rd at age 30. Okay? So this sounds a little bit conspiracy, but this is actually a fact. I haven't I haven't evoked any kind of conspiracy theory. I'm just letting you know that one of the one of the titans of crypto crypto world, okay, you know, <laughs> was found dead at age at age 30. He just died. And everybody's like, you know, sad about it because he was 30 and he was a multi-billionaire like crypto guy. So he died. Okay. So in a statement released by his uh representatives, it says that Coolander was a respected thought leader, widely recognized as a pioneer for the industry. His depth of knowledge, his willingness to collaborate, and his desire to help others always benefited countless startups and individuals. And I see that some people have heard about this. Now, the next piece that I don't know if you're aware about this, and this is where this one gets really interesting, is that the second Titan that mysteriously died, his name is Nikolai mush again. And I'm so sorry. I said his name wrong. Okay. He, okay. It's, there was the local news called El Nuevo Dia, which is a local news outlet that is based in San Juan, Puerto Rico. There's a very wealthy community of like billionaires and millionaires that live there in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Okay. I have, I've personally been to Puerto Rico. I want to say, I love the Puerto Rican community. They're so on fire with, with their culture and there's a lot to love, but there is this really wealthy gated community there. And so Nikolai Mush, uh, Mush again, okay. Started telling his girlfriend as well as, as going on Twitter, claiming that entities we're attempting to frame and torture him to death. Well, he ended up being found dead October 28th. So that's one month before the other guy died. And um, and thank you. Yeah, Condado Beach. Thank you for uh, just letting, let, I'm just, so anyhow, they found him, they found him, he, he drowned to death, okay? And that's, that's all the information I have here. So we have three major titans that have been, um, Unfortunately, two people have, have, um, uh, and I just want to say that there, there are two, two Titans that died in connection to cryptocurrency, which was an attempt for people, I believe, and this is just from channeled source. Um, so just understand that I, I think that cryptocurrency was created as a way to decentralize, um, like a, uh, like a digital currency. And, uh, and I believe that it, its intention was to not be as policed or regulated by governments. But I do believe with what's happened with Sam Bankman Freed, Fried at FTX, as well as some of these other instability, like in instable, like, or, you know, with these leaders of these other large cryptocurrencies having experienced such tragedy, is that uh, what I was guided to share with people is that this could lead to institutional backings. Okay. So, so, you know, S S S B F of FTX 
So far, he's accused of being a crypto scammer. Now, he hasn't actually done the time. So I just want to be mindful that, you know, innocent until proven guilty. Okay, innocent until proven guilty. And I'm sure there's layers and layers of other things going on there. But what I will share with you is that I believe that with these three incidents that I shared with you, that it will lead to greater compliance, accuracy, and crypto regulation. So I do believe that there is going to be crypto regulation uh, and that, that will start to uh, the basis of policymaking will probably happen in 2023. So if anybody out there is investing in cryptocurrency, just be mindful that there could be regulation change changes on the road ahead. But again, I could be wrong. So it's just, you know, speculation at this point. Now this talks this. So this piece here. Okay, so we're talking about quarter two, quarter one. We're talking about the crypto world. But this is also starting to break up this other idea, which is this, this idea that people don't need to work traditional nine to five ideas or nine to five, nine to five hours, and that there should be actually a different approach to um to the ways in which people are working right now. So for example, um, I believe that on like first responders, like nurses at hospitals are often led to work 10 or 12 hour shifts. So I just want to say that the 10 and 12 hour shifts are not practical, I believe, and is something that should be uh, addressed for the, the, the lack of nurses in hospitals. All right. A lot of uh, they're having a hard time getting nurses to work right now. Okay. It, it is just literally a, the, the, this is specific with like nursing and actually with, with even, um, um, like, uh, sorry, medical professionals just in general, that medical professionals need not work 12 hour shifts because it's too many patients and the quality of care goes down. So I, I believe that in the medical fields, also in terms of the educational fields, that there should be a refinement of time and work. And I think that's interesting too. I didn't have anything military come up for me um, when, I, when I went through this, I suppose, because I was looking for really practical advice for you and me. And the, the other practical piece that I meant to share with people, if you're looking to do any kind of educational uh, training, that uh, the specific thing is that I believe that if you're interested in joining an educational institution, be mindful, this is what came up, is that there that the education most educational institutions need to pivot to working at educating the soul because a practical a lot of the practical information is about 5 years behind in terms of helping people actually be ready for the marketplace that we're in right now. Again, we're kind of going back to money. Now we're talking about labor, we're talking about work and the idea of having people work less but still have high quality lives can seem kind of scary. But I believe that this is part of the paradigm shift that is, it, that is slowly happening right now. Okay, because we are not machines and people shouldn't be uh, working these, you know, 10 hour, 12 hour days because it's impacting the quality of family life and it's also impacting people's health. 
So there should be a lot of ed, there should be a lot of institutional uh, reform occurring, which is how we start to segue into quarter three, which is July, August, and September. And I see that there is going to be a lot of different groups of people speaking up, protesting freedom of speech based things. Uh, and, and that tolerance and community are, are some of the themes for quarter three public protest. I believe that people are going to be uh, protesting a lot of different things. It's so much different stuff. I'm not going to sit here and pinpoint what those specific things are, but I also see that the temperature of the summer months is going to be hotter than normal, and that is also going to lead to people's greater agitation. But this is a way, kind of going back to the original theme of what this uh, year is about, it is about self-empowerment, strength, courage, and this is definitely a, a making a shift in attitude to help shift direction. So some of these some of these groups do need to come together to express ideas to help refine communities and to help refine work and to help also reduce the amount of debt that our younger generations could possibly get saddled up with. Because if people are taking on educational institution debt and they are at an institution that's five years behind, um, then there, this really shifts the marketplace as well, right? So very specifically, okay, I want you to use your, your intuition to help guide all major purchases for the year, but use your intuition and also use logic. You have both gifts. So take time to investigate if a degree that comes with high debt will actually be as profitable as you believe it will, as you need to do the work to figure out if that, if the debt will, will, if the debt is worth it. So going back to quarter three is that I, I see that there is going to be a lot of public protest. A lot of people are going to be um, really focused on the inflation issue, which will definitely be, I think, at the forefront of political conversations, as well as it's impacting our life. Okay. So like, for example, right now today, the S&P is down 44.87%. Uh, or points, whatever. Okay. Sorry. Like I said, I'm not, I'm just sharing with you. Okay. That, that, th that there is going to be a lot of conversations happening right now to help people make pivots. And I do believe that cottage industry is getting ready to make a greater impact both online, both and in communities and in terms of how people work. A lot of people are working those nine to five jobs at corporations and are facing layoffs right now in quarter one. And this is helping for people to step into the idea of chasing passion and things that they love and using it as a way to not just bring income, but for them to make impact, positive impact in their communities. Okay. So I think it's pretty beautiful, you know, that there is, it's going to be a little tense quarter three for July, August, and September. But I do, I do have faith that everything is going to be, we're going to get through this year and we're going to get through this year stronger. It is going to set up for 2024 and having a more heart-based existence. 
Now, moving into quarter four, I just want to say it's about connection, hope, and setting up for a heart-based 2024. So November, November 4th, 2024 is election day. And we'll, I think it will be, it's going to be interesting politically. I'm not going to say anything else about that because I really want people to formulate their own ideas. But what I do want to focus on is that these, uh, the inflation will not be forever. It is part of an energetic cycle that is helping us get back to the priorities of what's really important in our life, which is weeding out the unnecessary, which is getting back to our core values, reconnecting with our families, experiencing true authentic love. And you know, you shouldn't be marrying somebody because it's a good financial move. Those relationships are just definitely going to, are just going to fall apart. It is about actually stepping into greater ways in which we can love our life, love the quality of our community so that we can love our bodies again, so that we can love the money that we have. So these are some of the ideas that I have. I know that this is really different than probably some of the other psychic mediums who come out with what their predictions are for 2023. And this is just a quick look at how collectively we are all stepping into self-empowerment. We are all understanding how to use our voices to create beautiful discourse and dialogue. So yes, trollers will be out there, but don't let those people stop you from sharing your opinion. We need healthy discourse in order to, uh, in order to come up with better solutions. Okay, it's really important for you to have your voice. And by the way, in terms of chakras for the, <laughs> I thought this was kind of interesting. Really, the chakras that will be very activated over this over this entire year will be our throat chakra, the solar plexus because we need to step back into that self-empowerment. We need to express our truths and also vision, having vision. So really connecting to the brow chakra. These are some of the, uh, the thought, opinions, non-factual <laughs> speculation that I have all about how we are collectively and individually learning to shift our attitude in order to shift the direction so look for the divine within to inspire your future. And I want to say thank you so much for taking time to listen to this. I know I talked a lot about money, but I want you ultimately to see that disruption and that tower card or deuce ex machina, okay, it is actually helping to lead to greater opportunities to love our lives again. And that's what I got for you. So um, I just want to say thank you for taking time to listen to this podcast. I'm very excited to be here. I know that this is very different. I And, you know, here it is. <laughs> just had to be, I had a seven to be my authentic self. And this is what came through. I'd love to know what you thought. So if you want, man, I probably will be taking clips of this, putting it on all the social networks. So you can follow me there like TikTok and YouTube, as well as 
Instagram. And you can always send me a DM on Instagram telling me what your thoughts are all about. But really the basis is the stepping into greater spiritual or spiritual knowledge, using your, your intuition and logic to build a better community and future, not just for yourself, but also for future generations. And as you take time to actively heal the trauma, the pain, as you deal with the trials and the tribulations that are on your plate right now, understand that it is a healing for not just future generations, but your healing ancestral trauma as well. So keep walking forward with a brave heart. And I will definitely cannot wait to connect with you on my next podcast. Thanks for listening.